This is No Hugging, No Learning. The show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. I feel like I'm watching it for the first time, even though I've seen every episode multiple times. I've never watched it chronologically like this from beginning to end. Ted, on the other hand. Yeah, as of now, I've seen two episodes of Seinfeld, first and the second, which is what we're talking about today. Congratulations. I feel like <laughs> I should introduce, well, let's introduce ourselves again. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. And if you heard our intro episode, you should definitely go back and listen to it, and you should listen to the pilot episode, because we're talking on this episode about The Stakeout, which aired May 31st, 1990. And what would you have seen in TV Guide if you looked at Seinfeld on this date and wanted to check it out. We got Jerry and his ex-girlfriend Elaine discover the true meaning of friendship when Jerry decides to plead to per- when Jerry decides <laughs> I'm straining to read <laughs> over your shoulder on the computer. Am I blocking it? No, you're oh, good. Okay. Jerry and his ex-girlfriend Elaine discover the meaning of friendship when Jerry decides to pursue romance with a gorgeous friend of Elaine's. Welcome Elaine to the show. <laughs> She's not in the pilot episode. She's in episode two. Yeah. yeah. Also, right off the bat, Elaine and Jerry are shopping in this video store. I had <laughs> no clue like that she was just going to pop up uh-huh. like out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, really, how else are you gonna how else are you gonna introduce a character besides just have them burst onto the scene? You know, I mean, that's how they've introduced everyone so yeah. far. Just it just has to happen. It's just weird because these characters are just part of the cultural zeitgeist at this point. And it's like, oh, that's how she was introduced. You know, it just it took me it took me a second to realize. Oh, this is the first time. We've seen Elaine. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. But let's start at the uh, at the beginning. Stand-up bit. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I wanted to mention uh, something. I I guess we must have mentioned I was going to look this up. Ted is not born on Earth until season four, episode 13. (laughs) Yeah. Midway through season four, Ted is born. I actually went and looked it up. I don't remember if we talked about it or something. I don't know if we did. Uh, But yeah, yeah, I'm not alive (laughs) until the show comes back from Christmas break in January. Yeah. So how old are you? May 31st, 1990 when this aired? Uh, May 31st, 1990. Let's see. I was born December 20th of 1992. Uh So I'm a full two years and... Wow. Negative two and a half, essentially. Ne- negative two and yeah. a half? Yeah. yeah. Two years and eight months away from being born. And I mistakenly said in one of our first two episodes that I'm going to be 38 this year, which is not true. I was born in 1981, so <laughs> I was just about to turn eight. Or no, I was just about, yeah. No, We're nine. all over the place. I was just about to turn <laughs> nine. I don't know. I don't know how I, I don't know how old I am. But anyway, all right. We work in radio. We're not good at math. No, that's why, right. we, yeah, that's why we do this. Uh, so we start with a, a classic Jerry Seinfeld uh, stand-up bit, as all the episodes do. We only get to this episode, though. They don't break in every two minutes like they did in the pilot episode, you know? We get one at the beginning, and then, spoiler alert, another one at the end. So I don't know if you, if you one noticed in the middle. that. Really? Yeah, there's three. I only counted two. Yeah. I guess I just spaced out or something. What was the one in the middle about? Uh, one in the middle. I mean, we'll get to it. Uh, platonic relationships, like a, like after he like is I talking guess, with Elaine or something. Yeah, we'll get to huh. it. We'll get All to right. it. Yeah. So this one has nothing to do with anything. Not even the last episode. You figure it might be a bridge. You know, like oh, he's talking about something. But it's just first of all, again, <laughs> things that have no context almost in current day. The where twenty eighteen, where we are right now. He's like, so, well, I love this too. So I'm online at the supermarket. Huge laugh. <laughs> huge laugh. Why is there a huge laugh there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Applause break, basically. So I'm online uh. at the supermarket. Here we go. Uh, and then he says, so it's all about writing checks at the grocery store, which do people still do that? Like maybe under the age of 80? I, I do think people my still grandma do does. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I made the note that this bit is actually, it's weird because it's outdated and 
it's timeless somehow. Yeah. Because it, it's almost timeless in how it is already outdated when he's saying it. Yeah. Because he's saying, I don't know, he's all he's kind of going into like writing checks like it's this popular thing, like yeah. a lot of people do it, but he's also putting a spin on it that not many people do it. Does that get make it. sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Especially that men don't get it. And yeah. I... Um, that writing checks isn't masculine was his whole thing. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get that. I write one check a month and it's to pay my rent. Exactly. I remember... And the only person I remember seeing write checks was my mom growing up. Yeah. And I didn't write a check until I was in college and I, and I finally, A, got a checking account and B, I didn't write a check because I thought they had to be in cursive. That's how <laughs> the only... Like the only person, really? I, like literally, I'm a freshman in college, and, and someone's like, "No, you can print, you can write in print." And I'm like, "Oh, all right, well, I'll write some checks then." But I thought you had to write in cursive, and my cursive was terrible, and I didn't like yeah. writing in cursive. Literally, I'm I'm college oh age, I'm an God. adult, and I, I should I should know better. But the only person I'd ever seen write checks was my mom, and she always asked this: "How much can I write it over for?" Because if you wrote, say, like you're at the grocery store and it's 150 bucks, and then the you know how how much can I write it over for? They're like oh fifty dollars, so you write a check for two hundred dollars. That's a thing, and they would give you oh, back. It's, it's $50. like getting cash back, like getting from cash your back debit from card. your debit card. But yeah. this was the other version. You used to be able to write over the amount and then get that in cash from the cashier. Interesting. Yeah. And, but there was a limit, of course, just like yeah, there's yeah. a cash back. Yeah, I know. So, but I remember seeing my mom do that a ton, and I and I didn't write a check until I was I was a man, you know. Um, and then another thing that's completely out of date: the video store. It's certainly a dying breed. It is. I mean, I'll go to the video store. Yeah. Like, there's one in town that are, I go to are, frequently. Yeah, there are a couple yeah. of those in town. Yeah, movie, actually, what is it? Movie uh, World? No. Um, town? Fa- family Video? Family, family Video. video. <laughs> yes. Oh, I was way off. I go there, and I can't even remember the freaking mm. name. Uh, but yeah, Do they I, still stock VHS? Do they no, still stock video? No. Okay. <laughs> no. I guess technically it is a yeah. video file actually, on a... I actually got a call from them like, yeah. this past week that I won a free rental. Wow, yeah. congrats. Yeah. But um so they're in the video store. Yeah. And I had no clue like what was happening in this first scene. Yeah. But apparently Elaine and Jerry dated at some point. Right, right. Yeah, I had no yeah. idea. This I is, was so lost. It seems kind of weird to me watching this again and seeing Elaine because that's certainly referenced throughout the whole show, but I forgot that we really got a taste that like that's all she is. It is, but it, it the the whole episode works backward mm-hmm. from that. Because uh, there's a scene, Elaine, like, uh, puts both, I think she puts, like, both of her hands on Jerry's face and she just screams, have you blocked out the entire uh, time we yeah. were a couple? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. am I supposed to know <laughs> that they were a couple already? It's sort of or? introducing it as, like, ex- like, you know, a side character might, with exposition, like, it's not bad writing, but it's just a writing tool, you know? It's I, yeah. like, we dated! Like, just a character saying a plot point. How else are you going to get it across? You yeah, know? <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's just kind of lazy. It's like someone coming up and like to introduce a flashback. You're like, yeah. hey, remember that one time exactly. we did this thing? Yeah, yeah. A- instead of like organically getting to it. Yeah, it's very much like a, or a character walking up and go, hey, I couldn't help but hear you guys talking about that car and it's right over there or something. You Whoa, know? Yeah. how convenient. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it's interesting because I thought we were going to get a classic Seinfeld bit, which is all the fake movies. You're going to find out later on they love inventing these great, hilarious movies with fake titles and okay. fake stars and things like that. But she references a real movie, Cocoon. Have you ever heard of this movie? It's actually Cocoon no? The Return. No. And there's a whole little gag about it. Like, oh, I guess they don't like... Uh, the aliens were like, oh, there's no Chinese food in space and things like that. So they kind of explain <laughs> the plot of a movie okay. that... It probably got big laughs in 1990. I don't know when Cocoon The Return came out, but I've never seen it. I know Wilford Brimley's in it, and obviously they mentioned another actress that's in it, but... 
it kind of another thing that doesn't make sense now jokes about the movie cocoon you know <laughs> yeah, and there's yeah. no chinese food up there why is that well, maybe they miss chinese food I, there was another movie that jerry picked up off the shelf yeah oh i don't remember oh he picked up a porno yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and <laughs> i don't know because i watched it so i had this on my dvr and you're still watching it on hulu by the way on my dvr much clearer than those shots in the pilot so i don't know if that changed for you we talked about the uh, oh, yeah. the quality discrepancy last week did that fix itself in this episode, or because I didn't watch it on Hulu this time? I didn't notice a difference, but I think that's because the majority of the pilot was shot, and it was very clear. Yeah. I think, I, I remember this episode being very clear. Yeah. So Okay, so the, that was fixed somewhere along the line. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what it was. I mean, this episode aired, what, 11 uh, months right. after the pilot. Yeah. They had almost an entire year to... Figure for technology, out what was up. That, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, to figure exactly. out what was up with those far shots, and maybe they didn't spend a lot of money on those or whatever. We we they probably we, didn't. We possibly last week maybe it was a mix of film and video or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. and then just something got lost in the. But uh, I was asking you how clear it was because on this porno tape, and I, <laughs> do you, could you tell the title? It's something. No, I didn't dimple, see it. It's something dimples, oh, and no. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's there's like a, the big word dimples, and then a line over that that I can't see. Uh-huh. Uh, but I I rewound and paused it several times because. <laughs> You know, like porn boxes, porn video boxes have nudity on them. Yeah. And so they have these sales stickers like plastered over the nudity, <laughs> except they didn't do too good a job on the back. And so very clearly there's someone getting railed doggy style oh on the back God. of this video that in 1990 on a standard definition tube television you probably couldn't see but in the age of hd and remastering i was like oh my hey, god and that made it to air yeah are you kidding me yeah and it hasn't been gone they they didn't go back and you know edit that and blur it uh-huh. out or anything and you can't like you can't see anything but you do see you see flesh and hands and can, can placement we, and stuff like that can we get someone to commission fan art and just make that the uh art for this episode yeah, whatever it, hollywood just, dimples just whatever J- jerry seinfeld holding up some some dvd or some vhx yeah. box of like someone just getting railed yeah yeah i i want maybe i should have googled like blank dimples porn movie from the 90s or something and oh that's, uh, a, that's a good way to yeah yeah it, it was a, i'm sure in the 90s you couldn't See, you know, you couldn't see anything, but yeah, yeah. it's been remastered, and every so often those things, <laughs> those things peek through. And and you know what, it brings to mind too, um, Friends when they remastered that for widescreen. Yeah, they got parts of the shot that um, that weren't supposed to that were cut off when it was standard definition, and so. People have noticed, like, Monica's stand-in or something in scenes. Like, sometimes the actor oh didn't have to be God, on set, really? and so they're like, who's that And lady? they were just kind of standing off-frame. Yeah, just, just someone to react bit. to, or you just needed the back of a head with black hair, and you didn't want the actress, oh the actors to be on set. And people were like, look at this, it's not Monica, that's not right. <laughs> it's the craziest stuff, but... Um, and, I, and I think the way Seinfeld has done is, is like, zoomed in, not zoomed out yeah. for, for widescreen, and so I, I don't think we're going to see any of that, but you never know. I'm, I'm watching this... Again, yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Well, I know on Hulu, it's it's uh, the four three episodes. Yeah, that yeah. are zoomed out for full screen. Mm-hmm. Or do you have the black bars? Uh, it's the black bars. Oh, okay. Because sure. I was watching in HD zoomed in in oh, certain really? cases. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to lose a little bit. There may be stuff I don't even know. Yeah, it's what like the Simpsons did whenever they came back with like that Every Simpsons Ever mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. FXX. They yeah. got a lot of backlash because it's zoomed and cropped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it loses like a lot of like the top and the bottom. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of visual gags. Totally. That you yeah, don't I get. know. That, yeah. that, I've, I've noticed that a ton. Yeah. Um, did you? What do you think? We were talking last episode in the pilot about uh, Jerry being woke, whether he's woke or not. I thought, <laughs> and now I'm trying to look at this at, from the, the millennial point of view, I thought their discussion about the porn industry was not very sex positive. 
What do you think? I don't remember what he said. Oh, he was like, Elaine uh, was like, what do you think their parents think? Oh, uh, it, and Jerry goes into this whole bit of like one parent talking to another. Uh, what does your son do? Well, he's a public fornicator. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, you know, porn isn't like completely mainstream these days. But no, but it's a lot more like commonly accepted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like actresses are like, I'm not just a whatever they say. You know, I'm like, yeah. it, it's a lot. It's a lot. There, there's a turnaround in the industry where, like, we're sex workers or whatever. Yeah. And so I don't know if this would fly. I think that he'd get a lot of tweets about that that bit. If this episode were to air mm-hmm. as a new episode today? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and, so uh, yeah. Are, are, are we getting to scene two now? <laughs> well, yeah. So um, Jerry and Elaine make a deal where he'll go to this uh, party with her if she goes to a wedding with him. Yeah, which sounds just... Weird. I mean, yeah, I guess, I've, I've never yeah. had an ex that I've still been like close friends with. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, me neither. So, and and why does she need someone to go to this party where she knows a ton of people, or at least one person? Yeah, I mean, uh, Jerry uh, doesn't know anybody. Like, what's he gonna do? And also, she says it's at some bar, and that turns out to be a formal restaurant. Why would you tell? It's her completely her fault that he's underdressed. He, he yeah. says he has a jacket on. He's wearing short sleeves. He references when he comes into the restaurant in this next scene uh, that. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know to the guys who were wearing dinner jackets. Yeah, yeah. She, she said it was at some bar. It's at a super formal, nice restaurant with a yeah. piano player. Yeah, there's a dude like in a tux yeah. playing the piano yeah. in the background. It totally And, and he mistake. shows up in what, like a polo and like a winter coat? Yeah, I think? essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he doesn't want to take it off because he's underdressed, which is Elaine's fault because it's yeah. not some bar. But yeah, they end up at uh, her, was it her coworker? Some, yeah, I yeah, believe her so. See, we've already forgotten. Yeah, her, Can she blame Jerry? She's for really forgetting this woman? insignificant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, her coworker Pamela's birthday. I, I wrote down at some piano bar. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, same Still thing. very nice yeah. if you need a jacket. Yeah. And we wait until now in the episode to learn that this woman's name is Elaine, by the way. Oh, I don't know really? if you caught that. No. Yeah. That's the in, first in time the they whole, say it? In the whole video store scene, Jerry never says Elaine. I guess it wouldn't. Yeah, why would it come up? Yeah, it's like uh, I think it's Pamela saying, "Oh, Elaine, you made it." And okay. I'm like, "Oh, jeez, all right. I guess, I guess that, that's our actual introduction into this character of Jerry's ex girlfriend, Elaine." Yeah, that yeah. We're and supposed point, to know already. Yeah, when you're watching this in episode two, you're like, "Oh, does she even hang around?" I mean, there's no way. There's no way annoying knowing yeah. what we know now. Yeah. So you know? Uh, they they sit down at the table with everyone. Uh, Jerry immediately starts hitting it off with the woman across the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't learn her name uh, because, I mean, that comes into play right. later on. Uh, Elaine starts describing a dream that she had with Jerry in it. And we see, like, it's this weird, like, uh, thought yeah, sequence. Yeah, yeah, in her monologue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jerry's like, oh, no, please, please <laughs> don't pull me away from this conversation. And sure enough, Elaine does yeah. exactly that. And also, Jerry's trying to figure out who this guy is that's sitting next to this mystery oh, woman, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, because he's, like, touching her in familiar ways and things like that. Uh, and so it's just, a you know, an interesting... And then the woman has to leave. Yeah, but not before Jerry learns what law firm she works at. Yes. Do you Did remember you... what it was? Come on. Uh, I got it. Is it Simon? Nope. Mm. The first one starts with an S, though. Yes, it does. What is, give me the first one. Maybe Sagman. I can... Oh, jeez. And then the second one starts with a B? Yes. And then there's an Oliver? No. Uh, nah, all right, go ahead. Sag- <laughs> Sagman, Bennett, Robbins, Oppenheim, and Taft. Oppenheim! That's what I was thinking instead of Oliver. Oppenheim. Sa- Sagman, Bennett, Oppenheim, Robbins, blah, blah, Damn it. Uh, I, I've I, already messed it up. I chuckled at that bit, though. When Sagman, he, Bennett, Robbins, Oppenheim, and Taft. Sagman, Bennett, Robbins, Oppenheim, and Taft. I chuckled at that bit when he keeps repeating it. I thought yeah, that was very that, funny. That, that was funny. Yeah, that, yeah. that got me. That got me. That was very funny. Um, yeah, and... Uh, 
Then, so then we Elaine gets angry at him in the the um, tra- taxi on the way home for flirting in front of her and not paying attention to her conversation and things like that. And then we get back to Jerry's apartment, and a question is answered that we had in the pilot episode: Where is Jerry's bed? It is in his living room. It is, is a fold out sofa, which true. we had no idea, which we did not know if it, if there was something behind where the camera is that that there's another room where Jerry could go, or maybe yeah. the room is larger than we think, or or what. And I'm I'm sort of not showing my cards here because Jerry's bed location is going to change, and I'm curious to see when that well, is. Is the bed just a pull out couch? Because there was no couch in this scene. There was the table. Right, it is. It's that blue and black pull out couch that his dad is shining a shoe on later on. Yeah, oh, and he comes home okay. and he says, "This is every man's dream." You come home and your parents are in your bed, and I'm like, "Oh, in your bed?" He says, "That's his bed. That's where he sleeps right there." Okay. He pulls out the couch every every oh, night. Okay, so, so but he's he's I I I, I don't want to spoil anything for you, Ted, but he's gonna get a bedroom. He's uh, gonna get a bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, rewind a yeah. second. This is where that second stand up stand up bit was. That, really? Yeah. I just totally spaced on it. Yeah, I don't know uh, how. After the cab ride, before Jerry gets back to his apartment. Okay. So right. he's just talking to something But there's still not as many as that about... first one. There was like five, I oh feel God, like, in yeah. that first there's one. There's five yeah. stand-up bits yeah, like in the five two-minute stand-up yeah. bits. So the whole thing, yeah. the third of the thing was stand-up. Yeah. No, uh, um, this one is kind of boring. He's, yeah. I don't even remember what he says. Something about platonic relationships. Yeah. Um, oh, yo, it was, um, how weird is it that Plato named a relationship after himself? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I and think I saw an edited episode then. Really? Yeah, and then he's this like, "Probably well, wasn't what, in- what if some guy named I don't remember the guy's name uh, that he gives, but he's like, what if some guy named Norm comes up to you and says, "Hey, do you want to have sex with me right now?'" <laughs> oh, come on! It's a normanic relationship. Okay, I can't watch on the DVR anymore because th- this was one million percent not in wow. the syndicated All version right. that I watched. Wow, maybe That's another what, interesting what channel, discrepancy there. What channel did these episodes air? I believe it was the CW. That makes sense because it's network TV and they'd edit something out with like saying, would you like to have sex with me right now? Yeah, I guess so. I think these are on in like the middle of the night, though. I think if anything, it's just for commercial time. That could be it. Yeah. All right. I can't watch on the DVR anymore. I'm going to have to keep using your Hulu account. (laughs) Fine. All right. You already made me my own profile. Man, could you imagine the Seinfeld episode about sharing his Netflix password like she wants my Netflix password I don't it's, we're not at that point in our relationship or Kramer just barges in yeah, and he yeah. already has the login and he's yeah. like Jerry I lost the password <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or he's like come on Jerry make me my own profile like, <laughs> <laughs> no, not, until you, give, you, you not until you give me some money I bet that Kramer would not want his own profile why don't you make your own profile? You're messing up my algorithm. Oh, yeah. It's showing that... me a bunch of dumb stuff. Like, <laughs> Jerry, I don't want my own profile. That's an extra step every time I log in. <laughs> oh, that's a great episode right there. <laughs> we, we, need, we need to tweet at, uh, what is it, Seinfeld Modern Day yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. Seinfeld 2000 or yeah, whatever, Seinfeld whatever 2000. it is. Yeah. Um, so, okay, are we, still, are we still in Jerry's apartment with yes, his mom have, and dad in the bed? Do you have something else to say about that? Because I do, too. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whenever Jerry is like getting back up and going to the fridge or something, yeah, it's weird. I was getting very Willy Wonka vibes of the, oh. of the shot. Do you get what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, like um, the, the shot of both his parents laying in the bed and the camera's super close yes. to their face. Yeah, yeah. Like, there were some weird shots. Yeah, like Jerry's so far away, <laughs> and then the camera comes back to like his parents, and it looks like it's just inches from their face yeah yeah that was that, that was really weird uh what do you think of seinfeld's dad do you like that actor uh it didn't stand out oh. to me it was maybe uh 
maybe the rest of America agreed with you. That's all, that's all I'm going to say right now. Okay. Um, what I do like is, I think his dad <laughs> says something like, um, you can't be too particular or something like that. And it's really interesting. I don't remember what they're talking about as far as, oh, yeah, he's talking about what he what didn't work with Elaine. No, no, she's attractive. It was, oh, yeah. It was yeah, he, this. He, and... he says that there was like, oh, we get the tease that there were physical chemistry yeah, yeah. issues. Which is funny because. A- and <laughs> yeah. that it's, it's, quote, not all one-sided. Yeah. So is that a tease for the future that we learn like some inadequacies, inadequacies about Jerry or like not, so, something that he doesn't like find super confident about himself. Not that rings a bell. Okay. I think it was more just vague stuff and to right. like touch on just just mentioning sex in front of your parents yeah. and they kind of like look around and try to pretend like that didn't happen, yeah, which, yeah. Was, which was kind of a funny <laughs> bit. And I, I felt like they maybe could have done even more with that bit. But it's funny that his dad said you can't be too particular. And it's happened so early in the show. It's interesting to me, these things like, um, I forget what it was even in the last episode where I was like, oh, George says, do the, whatever your instincts are, do the exact opposite. And I'm like, that's going to come up later. It's so weird they said it in the pilot. In this one, being particular, I mean, maybe it's even something that you know about Seinfeld. All of the little things that annoyed them about their mates, you know, anyone they're dating always has some little, very insignificant, easily overlooked thing that just irks them to no end. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it was that something like that was mentioned this early in the show, it's that's a Seinfeld cornerstone. Oh, I mean, like, he's a close talker. He's a loud talker. He's a woman talker. She's got man hands. Like, that's something that's going to come up over and over again. These little minutiae yeah. of a person's personality or physical well-being. And, and it, it, it sort of made itself, it sort of poked its head out in, in the second episode. I found that really interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, while while they're talking about uh, Jerry's failed relationship with Elaine, we get to the name drop bit, which yeah. goes right over my head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the I'm, first one was, was Sophia Loren. Yeah, that means nothing. Nothing to me. I have okay. no clue who that is. That's the bigger of the two names they mentioned. That's just an old actress. I don't know. I think she was in West Side Story or something. So okay. again, even in, the, even in 1990, she was something that, was is Jerry's parents' age, so someone they grew up watching okay, or whatever. Okay. Uh, and then the second one they mentioned is Lonnie Anderson, yeah, who I think was a sitcom star like at the time. Okay, so a more current star in nineteen. So like the big star, like the big movie star, and then the TV star. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. But but the big movie star from back in the day or the current TV star. Okay. Lonnie Anderson, I think, was married to Burt Reynolds. Oh, you know okay. who that? Is? Yeah, you no, know, I know who Burt Reynolds is. Either yeah. that or Tom Selleck, because I get those guys mixed up. I mean, they both have mustaches. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but uh, as they're as they're still talking, it seems like Jerry still respects Elaine enough to not talk about uh, like pursuing other women in front of her. Yeah, which yeah. is it, it's a good quality. Yeah, like, we, yeah. we see that Jerry still respects his ex girlfriend enough to. Uh, take her feelings into consideration. Yeah. So, and it's something that they, that I think they take really seriously on on this episode. They don't really poke fun at that. He's like, I can't, it feels weird talking about a woman in front of her. That's yeah. not a punchline in this. It's just sort of yeah. It, it's like a, a it's quality tr- that we're learning of Jerry. Yeah, it's treated very seriously, yeah. which is interesting. And and it's going to definitely go by the wayside because they talk about oh, their relationships yeah. all the time. For and sure. that's what the show's about. So, um, and I guess that's why they had to set it up like they did at the end of the show, which which we'll get to. But they come up with a great plan that, honestly, I feel like Jerry's parents didn't need to be there for. I don't know why they introduced them so early in the show. This is a plan that, that George should have come up with, the plan that his dad comes up with. Why don't you go to her 
her office building, wait outside the elevator. Yeah, that felt really weird that his dad... Yeah, like, these are hijinks that the group should do, that Kramer yeah. should have said, or George. I mean, uh, it, Yeah, his just, dad... Isn't his dad supposed to be, like, wise? He's a parent. Yeah. He's supposed to give, like, good advice or something. Granted, he's, like, 60 or 70-something, so... It felt weird that he was coming up with hijinks yeah, he's and, like, and out of oh, place. Oh, yeah, you should go stalk this woman. Yeah. Like, ee. All right. it, you're right. It is, it's stalking, too. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even consider that. Uh, so I, I thought that was pretty weird, but... The, he take the, they do that, and the next scene is in the building, right? In the office building, right? Yeah, we, we go to commercial, or we come back from commercial, rather. Uh, we're in the law firm lobby, and Jerry is waiting with George, and Jerry's trying to figure out what he's going to say yeah. to this mystery woman. Still don't know her name, right, by the right. way. Uh, and uh, George tells him to say that he's... was blah. George says to Jerry... That Jerry should say that he was visiting George. Yeah. And see why I'm stumbling over words. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they go back and forth on uh, the fake tra- reason why they're in the building. Exactly. Yeah. And I forget what do they end up saying? They're meeting their friend Art Court Cordelay, but then George changes it to Vandelay in the middle. And that's this is another interesting thing to me as a, <laughs> as a longtime fan that Art Vandelay is a name that is going to last. Through all nine seasons of Art Seinfeld. Vandelay? Art Vandelay. Yeah. Uh, oh no, it wasn't Art. It wasn't Art Vandelay originally. It uh, wasn't. Yeah. No, Art I, Cordelay, right? Yeah, Art Corvalet. Corvalet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. I, I have. Uh, I've written down. It starts as Bert Har. Yeah, yeah. Benson. Benson. Yeah. And then yeah, Art Cor. Yeah. Art Cor Valet. Uh, he's an importer. Yeah, and yeah, then Jerry yeah. says the name, and then George changes it. Like no Vandelay. Yeah. yeah. And I actually wrote in my notes. Capital letters, JFC, this is cringy. <laughs> like, oh my God. And it's funny because I wrote down fake names slash jobs. This is the first time we've seen them come up with fake names and jobs, which is going to be another running gag on Seinfeld. Um, all the fake names and things like that. I mean, we're going to meet Dr. Van Nostren yeah. and we're going to, you know, we're going to learn about Vandalay Industries later on. And, and so the <laughs> fact that, again, Art Vandalay popped up in the second episode is like just mind blowing to me. They probably just had it written on a post-it note yeah, yeah. in the writer's room. And like every once in a while, like, hey, get back to this name if you can. Do yeah, something yeah. with Art Vandalay. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know why I'm picturing like the writer's room of Seinfeld, like uh, the editor of the newspaper yeah. in Spider-Man. Right. Like, get, <laughs> back, get, back, to, yeah. get back to Art Vandalay if you can. I need Larry, pictures of Spider-Man. Larry David is J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> in this case. Confirmed. Uh, I'm still uncomfortable with these shoehorned mentions of George working in real estate. Uh, that's yeah, still that dis- seems weird. That still like, disturbs me I know as a fan. I know a few realtors. None of them look like George Costanza. <laughs> it's not necessarily... I, I, I don't know anything about New York real estate in the early 90s, but um, <laughs> it, it's just... There's no reason for it. No. Uh, why does he need a job? Why does he need to be, you know, I, I think it could be overlooked that he was available in the middle of the day. Kramer asked him about how's the real estate business in the, in the middle of the show, in the pilot episode. It just, it's unnecessary. Yeah. And it's so, if you would have asked me what job George had in the beginning of Seinfeld, I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you as a fan that he worked in real estate. It's just, it never comes up again. I can't wait to see when they drop it. How long does he stay in real estate? That's what I don't know. Okay. I, I can't wait to see. But, but he's not in real estate for like the duration of the show or? I don't think so. He has. If he is, they just stop mentioning it? That's what I'm wondering. Okay. I, he has, if you were to ask me, I was like, I, I think it's non-determined. It's like um, like Ch- uh, Chandler and Friends. 
Okay. He works in an office building. And we no don't need one to know knows what he, yeah. what he does. And we don't yeah. need to know. We just, yeah. we just need those office hijinks, you know? So I, I don't know if the offices that he works in later on are real estate offices, but I'm going to have to pay attention now. Yeah. Because it's, uh, yeah. they won't stop mentioning it. Well, anyway, um, elevator opens. Mystery yeah. woman comes out. She introduces herself. We learn her name is Vanessa. Yeah, yeah. And we learn that the woman she was at the super formal restaurant the man slash she was at pe- the what did I say the woman oh yeah, yeah 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 the man she was with at the super formal restaurant slash piano bar was her cousin mm-hmm. and he had to leave go town back to Boston or something yeah. early and something so he had to leave the had to restaurant leave the like a half hour early immediately oh, oh no yeah that, that's but gonna save you some time was it a half hour early because Jerry and Elaine had just showed up or did time pass was there a time passage thing. I don't know. Was there? I think, I there think might they have been left time. like right after Jerry and Lane got there. Maybe there was. A Maybe, they time Maybe they did. Maybe they did. I feel like there was some time passage like in the dream. Yeah. That Elaine was describing, but maybe like know. a fade in and out. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't notice that. But um, yeah, how does Jerry not take the cue of hey, maybe she's not interested in me if she leaves a minute and a half yeah, after you yeah. get there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have this. You think you're having this great conversation? Yeah. She's like, my cousin has to go to Boston. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I and. But the, so the jig is up, and she knows like Jerry uh, is into her or whatever. And, and I like his line, you know, do you date immature men? She's almost exclusively. Yeah, it's kind of funny. We don't know anything about her. We're, I don't think we're ever going to see her again. But yeah. it was a funny little character. <laughs> I, I really like that line. Yeah, just too. some information about her that really rounded out the character. Yeah. Um, well, we're back at Jerry's place now. Time uh, for the wedding. He's playing Scrabble with his mom. Oh, Scrabble! Yeah, right, yeah. right. I forgot this scene. So, so little happened in this scene to me that. <laughs> But what ha- I don't even remember it. <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me just see what I have written down. Uh, he's playing Scrabble with his mom. Dad is shining his shoes yeah. on the couch, which is folded back in. Yeah. Uh, Kramer comes in very calmly, I must say, compared yeah. to what's going to become his shtick later on. Really? Which, just which, slams yeah. the door open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you kind of mentioned knowing a little bit about, uh, you know, like, I know Kramer. It, it, yeah, it's just one of those, like, cliche things, like, Kramer slams the door open, like... Guys! Yeah, and then just, applause break for five minutes. Won't you yeah. get to season five? Yeah, yeah. There he is! Yeah, it's like Norm and cheers. Norm! Kramer! Then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kramer comes in and, oh yeah, uh, Elaine left a message for Jerry. Oh yeah. Something like, right. oh yeah, she knows about the stakeout. I hope, it says, I hope your meeting with Art Vandelay went well or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what it is. And he's like, what? That, which is, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. So she knows about the stakeout. Yeah, she yeah. knows that he's trying to go after this woman that was at, what's her name? Pamela. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, good pull. <laughs> uh, this woman that was at Pamela's party. Um, and, oh yeah, I wrote down, we got a Rich Little reference. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Do you know? From Jerry's Do you mom? know who Rich Little is? No. Nope. even from context clues, what he might, what his thing might be? No. Impressions. He's like a famous impressionist who was big probably when Jerry's mom was young. Okay. He's like, I don't even know if he's still alive, but he's a guy. He's Mr. Like Vegas. He was like, I think he was like even tertiary Rat Packer. Like sometimes he hung out with the Rat Pack. He might be dead by now, but his his main impressions would be like Frank Sinatra or Richard Nixon or, you know, his all of his impressions will stop at 1980, I think, if you saw a rich little. Oh my God, yeah. uh, um, I know he was alive as recently as. When George W. Bush was in office, because he did one of the correspondence dinners before those really became a thing. Rich Little did a White House correspondence dinner. He was the keynote speaker before they actually got like before it became sort of subversive, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, he might have done the year after. Did he do the year after Colbert? Because they were like, it, it was too subversive. I don't know. We might, might have to look that up later. But um, yeah, Rich Little is, a, is, you know, a famous impressionist. So 
It was maybe, I, I venture to say in 1990 it wasn't even that funny a line, but if he was still pulling gigs like the White House Correspondents' Dinner in the in the 2000s, then I guess maybe it was a funny line. But, Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the scene finishes up with Kramer trying to give uh, the word suggestion to Jerry's mom. Yeah. Quone? Uh, Quone. Yeah, Quone. Do you remember like what the examples are that Kramer tries to, to use? To clone someone. Yeah, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Ah, yeah, it just made me think of Quijibo from yeah, The Simpsons. Exactly. Ah, yeah, it's like a, a fat mountain ape. Yeah, You're like yeah. Quijibo. Ah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, we need a medical dictionary. <laughs> if someone's you, you clone them or whatever." Which it sounded too much like clone. I wonder if that was by design because clone was still kind of a buzzword in the '90s. Maybe probably, like you know? th- this whole this whole bit, the Scrabble bit. Uh, got nothing uh, laugh-wise really? out of me until Kramer said, we need a medical dictionary. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. That was funny. That yeah, was yeah. funny. <laughs> um, but uh, so, and then we then we cut to the wedding, right? It's wedding time. Yeah. Then the next day, and this transition is so weird, we go from Jerry's apartment, uh, we get exterior shot, and we're back in Jerry's apartment. Yeah, yeah. Just to show that time has passed. <laughs> yeah. I probably had a commercial break there on the DVR. Oh, but, you think? But maybe, I, maybe you didn't. I don't know. But yeah, um, and and it's wedding day, so uh, his his um, his people are there. You know, his relatives are there, and I'm willing to bet. Did you write down the same thing I did about how stand up comics love to crap on morning DJs because they always have to get no. up early. They always have to get up early to do press. I don't yeah. think we're all that different. I'm a huge fan of stand up, and and the stand ups that we get to meet here are, are awesome. Um, but whenever you hear him talk like, oh, God, hey, everybody, you know, they, yeah, I, maybe everyone they do ha- sound like Everyone that. has a morning zoo yeah, bit. The, the morning zoo yeah, voice, like, yeah. Ooh, what's like, up? Yeah. L- listening to mornings on Z96. Yeah. yeah. And they think they're so much better than us. And yeah. it's like, oh, you guys don't try to manufacture an energy when you're up on stage? Is that, you're not trying to do that? You know, like, maybe I do have a morning DJ voice. I don't know. <laughs> but it still really offends me. But this, and, but I, we really have... They talk, They try to find the funny parts about the minutia of everyday life, just like we do every single day. And not only that, I can't do the same hour every single day. I got yeah, really. three and a half new hours every day. Yeah, when they're touring the country, playing yeah. di- playing different venues, playing different markets, doing the same material, you're in the same yeah. booth, in the same studio, playing to the same audience, yeah. ho- hopefully hopefully growing audience. Yes, exactly. But you, you can't do the same material. Yeah, I, and so I not that one job is easier or harder than another, because for sure doing what they do is tough, but I think they could give us a little bit more respect. But this is a great example because radio people hear the exact same thing that I love that Jerry put in here, and it's really only funny, probably, to stand-up comics where I don't the woman. This bit. So the woman's about. like, oh, "You should come to where I work. You'd get tons of material." Now that's oh my a sitcom. god, yeah. yeah. And the guy comes up. The guy interrupts him talking. And he's like, "Watch what you say in front of this guy. He'll put it in his act." No matter where we go as radio people, someone is always like, "Oh my gosh, are you going to talk about this on Monday?" Like, oh. uh, no, nothing. I, and I don't, but like, no, nothing interesting happened, so probably not. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if you remember this. Um, like 2005, 2006 yeah. era, there was a network show called My Life is a Sitcom. No. I remember watching what? this thing week to week. <laughs> I watched this whole series, like, with my family. Yeah. And well, it was a reality show? It was kind of a reality show um, in the aspect of it was people yeah. uh, that sent in demo videos to this panel of like ex like sitcom stars. I remember 
uh, David Faustino oh, was one of the judges. I get you. Uh, and, and then they were sort of acted out, like act out the scenario? Is that what you're... No. 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 It was like each week, each episode was a different family yeah. that they uh, got a demo from, and it was them just pitching why their life would make a good sitcom. Yeah. And I don't remember all the like ins and outs of the show. I, I'd like to go back and watch it yeah, now if I could oh find gosh. it. Because um, it'd be such a cringe fest. <laughs> uh, but I remember, I think this is the family that ended up winning. It's like three like 50-year-old Italian sisters. Okay. And they're just going like through their like routine of cooking a big Italian dinner mm-hmm. and saying like everything that's in it. I'm like, this is this is funny, I guess. But big punchline. Yeah. Big punchline. They're the and they're the ones that end up winning. And first episode they get a pilot and shocker, it doesn't get picked up for a series. Uh, uh they work in a hair salon, right? Uh-huh. And one of the one of the sisters sees that someone came in and signed the appointment book to reserve this date. And she's like, Elizabeth Taylor came in and made an appointment for Thursday at six. And they're all freaking out. They all lose their shit. (laughs) Uh, And uh, next week comes by. And this is the big punchline. This is the this is the episode ending joke. Yeah. Woman comes in. Hi, I'm here for an appointment. My name's Elizabeth Baylor. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's about the exact reaction I had. 13-year-old Ted, like, sitting on his couch. I'm like, oh, my God. Why couldn't it just be? I just wasted 13 <laughs> weeks of my life to hear, hi, my name's Elizabeth Baylor. I can't believe how clear your memory is of this show. Because I hated it that much. You've always. That's why you've always hated David Faustino. <laughs> Watch out if you ever come to Erie, buddy. He seems like the kind of guy that would make an, a weird appearance, uh, you know, in, in Erie. Um, but that's... Uh, oh why God. couldn't she just be a woman named Elizabeth Taylor? Those are two no very common idea. names. Yeah. And I don't know why I remember this so clearly. Elizabeth Baylor. God, I, I want to find this. I want to find this show now so bad. But that's a great. I like. That's a great fake name. That's like something Seinfeld <laughs> Elizabeth they might Baylor. come up with. Yeah. yeah. Elizabeth Hi, Baylor. my name's Elizabeth Baylor. Mm. Oh but I just, God. but I appreciated that bit about, you know, oh, don't, you know, because we meet so many people and they're like, oh my, I should, my friends and I should host a radio show. That would be a good show. And like, oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like, like, we've I, got stories. Yeah, oh you, my God. Like, how, how long have you been in radio now? Uh, since 99, I okay. guess. Okay. H- how many times have you gotten the people like come up to you be like, oh yeah, I have a great radio voice or, oh yeah, my friend, he's a, he's a bar DJ. He'd, yeah, be, yeah. Gr- he'd be great for your station. Yeah, yeah. Or how many times do you get handed <laughs> like, oh man, pl- you should play my mixtape in the morning. That's, it's, it's straight fire. That's like, true too, it's yeah. nonstop. Yeah, and <laughs> everyone evidently thinks it's super easy to do. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I mean granted, we don't have the hardest job it's, you know, in it's the not like world. turning a crank or digging a ditch or something. But no, we could be working in a factory. Yeah, there's like a, third but there's, shift, but there's a science to it, you know. Yeah, which is uh, I I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm. I wouldn't want that job. But there are people that want that job. There are people that are good at that job. Kudos to them. Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about factory work? Now yes, or, oh, okay. yes, factory workers. Oh, oh, oh. Because I, yeah, I was saying there's a science probably to factory work as well too. Yeah. But. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> um, but here's the here's the thing about so uh, Jerry and Elaine sort of work out their issues as far they come to an agreement that like let's talk about our love life in front of each other and not make it weird uh, is essentially yeah. and what I got from it's I don't know where their relationship goes at this point 
all, all I know is what I know from watching it all for years and years out of order. And I'm wondering if, you know, this was like a network thing. Not that, hey, you got to have this uh, Elaine character because Elaine is based on a real person in Jerry's life, just like all these people are. George is Larry David. Elaine oh, really? is, yeah, Elaine is Elaine oh. Boozler, another stand up comic from New York. Oh. And Kramer is, there's like a real life Kramer. I knew there was a real life yeah. Kramer. I had no idea George was based on Larry David. Yeah, though. yeah. George is essentially huh. playing Larry okay. David. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. And. So, but I I feel like this was a network note. Like, oh, you gotta have you gotta have your Sam and Diane. Are they gonna get together? Are they not? Will they or won't they? You know, that's Ugh. still a huge sitcom thing to this day. I know they they're on, they're off. The Ross and Rachel. The um, you Th- know, thankfully in 2018, people know how to write them better, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like this might have been like, oh, you gotta have a love interest for Jerry. He's gotta yeah. have like a serious serious side piece or whatever. You know. Yeah, but. Uh, whenever Jerry's saying like yeah, or, or he's explaining like what he did, Elaine is like strangely receptive yeah. to Jerry like talking about women in front of her, and we learn that it's because Elaine met a guy. Yeah, is that real? Like, did she actually meet a guy, or is she just like busting Jerry's balls? Uh, I I don't know. Okay, I, I, I don't know if like that picked up like in another hmm. episode or something. No, it doesn't. But I mean, okay, because she's saying that. Oh, yeah, she met a guy. He works on Wall Street. Wall Street. When, only when, like, she was pressed. Like, yeah. oh, what does he do? Yeah. And Jerry, like, his response to that he works on Wall Street, I, did, I didn't get this reference. I didn't get what he said. Ah, oh, bulls, bears, people from CT. Oh, people from Connecticut. I mean, I know it's yeah. people from Connecticut, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, he says Connecticut. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You just wrote down I wrote CT, CT because <laughs> yeah, I, ran out of, I ran yeah. out of room on my paper. Um, That's right. People from Connecticut? Yeah. Connecticut is essentially a bedroom community for Manhattan. That's my oh, understanding. Right. And so, like, if you want to have an actual house, <laughs> you have to buy it, and, and a family and a yard and things you like that. You got to go to Connecticut. You buy it in Connecticut. Or and now then, it's Jersey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then you have, like, a two-hour commute. Um, uh-huh. I think if you're rich, it's still Connecticut. Really? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, no one of money is living in Jersey, are they? Yeah. But it's funny that um, he... Those are the only three things he knows about high finances. He says bears, bulls, and people, people from, from Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, she found this guy because she staked out his health club. Which, yeah, which puts but that's it, a joke, right? Exactly. That puts it over the top for me. I'm like, okay, how much of what she just said is she? That's like, a good point. Telling the truth about because she does say he's good looking, and then Jerry like kind of clams up. Yeah, and then she's like, "Oh, and he's hilarious," which yeah. really digs at Jerry because yeah. he likes the thing. Like, he's the funniest. oh, he works yeah. at Wall Street, so he's rich, rich, good looking, and funnier than Jerry, as she implies. Yeah. So maybe he is all made up, which is which is funny. Yeah, uh, and it seems like kind of the thing, a thing that someone would, as petty as these characters are are would do, um, and. Yeah, and then, and then that's kind of... We get another stand-up bit, right? Yeah, this, then, is, this is the one to uh, like kind of wrap everything yeah. up, tie everything up in a bow. He's talking... He's using a metaphor for two people being friends after dating, like he and Elaine are, and saying that it's like two magicians who are dating oh, each other yeah. that have seen every... Yeah, trying to, impre- trying to entertain each other. Yeah, two, yeah, two magicians yeah. trying to entertain each other. That's yeah, what it is. They, know all their, they know all the tricks, which is a pretty funny he's analogy. He's like, oh, you pretty got a, good, pretty got good a card up your sleeve. Yeah, yeah. Or, oh, it's... Uh, a trick quarter or something. I forget already what the um what the series like the thing that was treated seriously at the beginning, uh, uh but also treated seriously and is not a punchline in this is oh yeah we were, we were talking about what Jerry didn't you know when his conversation with his parents it's like there's almost not a ton of laughs there. This also is treated with uh, some seriousness when when they first the the awkwardness it's not funny it, it, when Elaine and Jerry are at the pre-wedding get-together and like so um hmm, uh, 
do you want to do this now or wait till we get to the car? Uh, no, let's do yeah. it now. Let's do it. Th- like, that's not played for laughs. It's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, it, which it is. Was, it yeah. was a serious moment, which we haven't. I mean, granted, we're like an episode and a half yeah, yeah. into the series, <laughs> uh, which we haven't had yet. It still is a tone that I'm not used to in Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, honestly. And um, I'm guessing that it doesn't happen it doesn't very continue, often. Although this one was a little more Seinfeldy than the pilot episode. There, there, it was a little quicker paced. Okay. We got that Seinfeldy pacing so it, that I it was. Has, it has a couple elements that do pick up and continue through the rest of the show. Yeah. But it also gained some new elements that it was almost like a second pilot yeah, they were yeah. trying things out that didn't work which is kind of how pilots work you know they, yeah. they you make a pilot sometimes that even doesn't get shown and they're like all right we'll make the first episode and yeah. this will be just the unaired pilot yeah and that comes back to this episode being 11 months after mm-hmm. the pilot yeah yeah so obviously <laughs> it's a they, second pilot obviously People, they no yeah. one remembered 11 <laughs> months ago no one remembered uh the seinfeld chronicles yeah. from july last year yeah yeah so it it, it was kind of weird but um all right, so that's all I have for this episode. Is that all you have? Yeah, that's all I got. All right. If you have anything else, we're on Twitter, at NoHugging. Uh, you can tweet at the show. And the next episode is The Robbery, June 7th, 1990. If we looked in TV Guide, what would we have seen? We got, when Jerry's apartment is broken into, George persuades him to look at a new one. But the decision to move sets off an unhappy chain of events as Elaine wants to rent Jerry's old place and George really wants his new one. Oh, that sound right? Does that sound like what you remember? It sounds kind of familiar. I, I wonder if it's the episode I'm thinking of, or if they did think about moving again. I don't remember Jerry's apartment getting broken into, hmm. but you know what's very important about this? We, we just referenced it: George being in realty, real be, George being a realtor. Yeah, it, it, that's obviously what they were building to. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna. Someone has to show Jerry an apartment, and we don't want to introduce another character. So put something in, you know, he's like, he's a realtor in the first episode, a realtor in the second episode, and now we're going to see him we're do going some realting. Ep- we're going into episode three. We can't have more characters than episodes here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we need to show George actually doing some realty. So uh, that'll, be a, that'll be very interesting. I can't wait to see episode three, The Robbery. Did you do the email? If you have oh. any questions, uh, what's our email? Besides no, the... No, no, no hugging, no learning show yeah. at gmail.com. No hugging, no learning show. We'll put it in the description if at possible. gmail.com. I'm just giving yeah. you more work over your vacation. Yeah, yeah. Or at no hugging on Twitter. And we'll eventually get a profile and maybe even a cover photo up on that site as well. <laughs> and, you know, some art or something. Uh, and uh, I guess that's it. So thanks for listening to No Hugging, No Learning. No Hugging, No Learning.